Just a quick reminder, if you've been trying links that I've mentioned on any of these recent episodes of the show and they don't work, technology changes and some of the things we offer change. So what we've decided to do is put everything that's current over at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio. Understanding too, like your expectations of your kids. If your child is three and four and you want them to do this and that and this and that, after five minutes of you being like, now do this, now look at this, now kiss me, now hug me, now now look over here, they're done you've ruined it. <laughs> they are going to be so frustrated. Just let them just let them be. Let them go. This is the Photo Business Help podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally, are what I want to share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Welcome. Today we are switching things up just a little bit. I am experimenting with the format. If you're just tuning in, you might not have heard that I've invited Audrey of Audrey Nicole Photography to guest host with me. And we're trying out different things. It's been a blast. She started uh, earlier in July. And one of the things that we thought might be kind of cool You'll hear sometimes us talking about just whatever or us talking about different interviews that I've done. In this case, we are going to replay a popular older episode of the Photo Business Help podcast. And then Audrey and I are going to chat about the topic and uh, and kind of give it our new fresh take on it. So that's what's happening today. Without further ado, let's jump in. As you might have heard in the last few episodes, I am taking questions from folks in the Facebook group as well as via email so that I get an opportunity to address more of what you want answers to, which makes sense. So after 150-ish episodes, I thought it would be really fun to just hear from you more directly. If you'd like to post a question in the Facebook group, it's Photo Business Help with Natalie Jennings. Or if you'd like to send me an email with a question for the podcast, you can go uh, shoot me an email at natalie at photobizhelp.com. So today's question is someone that asks, I need input. How do you guys handle difficult children? She goes on to describe describe a very difficult session with kids running all over the place, not listening, mom not really enforcing bad behavior, meaning kids trying to grab at camera equipment, kids just not listening at all not listening to the photographer at all. And this is a tough one. If you are a family photographer, I've been doing family photography for a very long time. 
you no doubt will get one or two of these in the mix every season or so. And it's not an easy situation because you're trying to maintain a respectful relationship, obviously, with your client. But there are boundaries that you have to put up. And the first boundary that I like to draw attention to is if your safety or the well-being of yourself and your equipment is in any way compromised. Right now, it's a hugely important thing because of COVID. If kids are running around touching you and equipment and all this stuff, it's it's not cool because, you know, we are all trying to be safe. So in that case, you have kind of an easier, I don't want to say excuse, but you have an easier position because of COVID to just say, hey, I'm not comfortable with this level of distance. If you don't mind, could you have your kiddos, you know, stay back a little farther? And I think most people are going to be very understanding of that. If it's non-COVID times, it's just as fair to tell people what you're comfortable with. Hey, this is really expensive equipment. I don't want anything to get damaged. I'd appreciate, you know, your help keeping kiddos away. It's a hard thing to do, but it's necessary. And most parents, I think, are pretty with it and will move their kids or direct their kids if their kids are being inappropriate. But it is always a little bit of a shock when you end up working with someone where they don't do that. And so you do have to set boundaries. Be clear with your client. The other thing to be clear about is client expectations. So if your client is expecting a traditional portrait, so traditional portraiture is usually studio-based. There's lighting involved. There's a lot of posing involved. You're trying to get, you know, kind of like a school portrait or a senior portrait. You're, you're looking for a more posed kind of formal look versus lifestyle photography. If that's the the heart of your business. Lifestyle photography is like the other end of the spectrum from from uh, traditional portraiture, and it's that you're just capturing things as they happen. If your client is expecting a lifestyle approach and kids are all over the place, then you are probably well-trained to capture those kind of ethereal moments and the movement and the playfulness, and your client should still be happy. But if you are advertising a more traditional approach and kids are all over the place, your client might be more disappointed to not have those photos. That being said, this is where the communication comes in. So if the kiddos are being wild and you can't get that posed portrait, you should have protections in place. One is just your your boundaries that you can set verbally, but the other is a clause in your contract that usually stipulates that there should be a certain level of cooperation from the client in order for you to deliver a product that's true to what you advertise. So something along those lines, if you don't have something like that in your contract, I recommend putting it in. And so those are my suggestions for difficult children. I hope that was helpful. I realize we haven't been recording, so. Normal and cool. (laughs) You know, like... (laughs) Just normal. So the replay just happened. And now, hi, Audrey, we're going to talk about it. I guess let's start here. Have you ever had a session where the kid is bonkers, but like the parents don't say anything? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just kind of like crossing a line. And I know that sounds like curmudgeon or whatever, but I just like, I just mean like you're sort of trying to work and the kid's like messing with your gear or just like trying to grab your camera or just being not cool. Not cool. And parents are just kind of sitting there and watching it unfold. Yeah, no, I have. And I haven't had a ton of that. I have I have had that happen before, but not a lot. I think more often what happens is 
kids just being kids and not really listening, but not necessarily like crossing the line of touching and grabbing and hitting me and stuff. But that has happened as well. And I think there's like two pieces of advice to give for this situation. The first one is prevention of this. Like what can you do prior to the session to not to like set the tone and and educate your client on like what mm. what they should and shouldn't do. And that's the biggest one, but that doesn't necessarily help you when you're in the situation and it's happening. So Sometimes you have to just learn the hard way. And then you're like, next time I'm going to make sure they know. Like, oh, I should have said that. Yeah. Which is literally how I've learned everything. I know. I kind of freeze up and get all weird the first couple of times like that happened where like a kid would like grab your lens and, you know. Yeah. I agree with you on the prevention thing. But when it does sometimes happen and the parents, for whatever reason, don't say, oh, honey, don't touch that kind of thing. Yeah. That's not yours or whatever a parent usually says. If the parent just doesn't say anything because they're not thinking it's weird or they're not paying attention. I've started to say, I'll show you the pictures after we're done, but I need my camera right now. Like, I'll just say, and then usually the parents will be like, oh, don't touch it, you know, like whatever. But I usually try not yeah. to be like, don't. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> as tempting as it is to want to be like, Stop it. <laughs> I would never think those thoughts ever. I think what I usually do is I just stop when I'm, you know, because I'm, it's usually when I'm actively trying to take a picture. So I will just stop and stand up and kind of hold my camera up. Kind of like, I'll wait. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like production stops when that happens. And that's usually a signal to like, oh, nope, don't do that. And if for some reason they're still not saying something, you know, I will say like, oh, no, you can't, you can't touch the camera. Like with kids, the biggest, like, the biggest advice I can give for kids. I am a mom of one. She was always a spunky kiddo. And this always helped um, me is redirection mm -hmm. and distraction. They're like cats. <laughs> like if you know what cats are like, you can't really train them to not bite. You have to like redirect them and then they learn not to bite. I don't know. If that's no, I totally get it. But I totally anyway. get it. So yeah, I'll maybe say, oh, no, we can't touch the camera. And I'm like, Oh, look at over there. Do you think there's bunny rabbits over there? Let's go look and see. Like, you know, something that'll grab yeah, their attention yep. and the subject stays positive. And away we go to look for bunny rabbits. You're so smart. You're so smart. You're also a mom and I'm not. So I'm like, stop it in my head, you know. Oh, if you knew what goes on in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I have to remind myself. I'm like, oh. I don't know i'm actually thinking it's okay we're still good i don't know how i developed that laugh but it sounds like not how i want my laugh to sound i'm gonna start making a new one up because <laughs> <laughs> i have like different ones but that one sounds like i don't really think it's funny but i'm like <laughs> there that's my normal real laugh <laughs> No, we can snort when we laugh. Anyway, I've been noticing, like, when I listen back to the show, I've been noticing this, like, <laughs> and I'm like, who is that? This is the worst laugh. It's not even a real laugh. It's stupid. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. But the other piece, not just like kids grabbing stuff, but one of the notes I made about this episode that I think is huge when you talk about prepping clients, like making sure that their expectations are met is... If you are the sort of uh, lifestyle family photographer that is advertising really 
posy, 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 everyone looking at the camera, like family portraits Mm -hmm. versus candids and kids running around. Like those are, those are two different things because if you're, if you're just there to shoot what's happening as I generally am, but the family's expecting something different, like expecting the kid to sit in the portrait that can always be really disappointing and super stressful for the parents because they're like trying to get this kid to do something that's very posy. And you're like, no, no, don't worry about it. We're just going to trust me. We'll get a lot of good ones if they just do what they're doing. Do you get what I'm trying to say? I just rambled through that. Oh, yeah. Nope. I know exactly what you're saying. That is where it's on you to educate your client how what kind of photographer you are and how it goes during the mm-hmm. session beforehand. Cause you and you can do that a few ways. Like, you know, with your marketing, if the photos that you're sharing on Instagram, for example, are all the posed, perfectly posed, smiling pictures, that's what they're gonna expect when they book you. If they're sloppy, hair messy, running, drooly pictures like mine are, <laughs> you know, that's what they hopefully are expecting. And even still. You know, I always send, I have a portrait guide that I send out to clients that goes through, like, this is what to expect. And then again, before the session, when I'm there, right before we start taking pictures, I kind of go through what to expect. Something that I say is like, yes, I will take a few of the smiling, looking at me cameras, but for most of the session, you're actually going to be ignoring me and pretending like I'm not here. That's totally what I say too. Yeah. It's hard for people though. Like even still parents still have I think I don't know if this is the way we grew up with our photos or what but like I have this expectation of trying to control the situation and stuff and I have to really even throughout the session remind folks of like oh no it's fine we're just gonna do whatever yeah especially if they're first-time climate clients for sure yeah I try one tip that has worked for me if this is something you're struggling with is uh I try to get the the posy one, which I also tell people we're going to do like a casual everyone together sort of thing. This isn't going to be I'm not going to fix your collar or whatever. We're just going to get in there like we're at a party real quick. Um, we'll do those right away and then let the kids just kind of run around for the rest of the time. Because uh, if you try to save those well-behaved ones for the end, it's not going to happen. Have fun. Good luck with that. Yeah. And even still like. I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I, you know, market myself as a lifestyle photographer, but I still find during my session that even I'm still kind of trying to do sometimes control it too much. This is just like a lately thing that I've been thinking about. And I really want to try like experimenting with a session where I literally don't say a word the whole time. Mm, That's wild. Um, I think I'm going to, yeah, I think I'm going to do like a model call and kind of, or, you know, find a friend or somebody that I can do that for and just be like, can you just, can we just try this out a few times and see like, does it actually, and I try to do that a lot. I think what happens too, I was, that's, I'm glad you brought that up because I was just thinking about what happened to my photography sort of just before COVID hit kind of, I was in this, with weddings and with family stuff, just in this super routine, which requires some direction because I, at some point, know exactly what I need to say to get exactly what I need. You know, like like you just, I think it hampers creativity a little bit because, you know, rather than just like letting stuff happen, like I, I look back on some of my early stuff and I'm like, 
this is so much more artsy. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to get back to that place again. And I think some of that is like not directing so much. Yep. Same. It's weird how you can kind of shift into doing things a certain way. And then all of a sudden be like, I don't, this, how did I get here? <laughs> Wait a minute. But then you can shift back and yeah. I kind of go through this like midlife crisis every 18 months with my photos where I'm where I'm like, I'm off track. Something doesn't feel aligned. Yeah. And then I dig and be like, what, what can I change to get back to feeling? You start to feel burned out and bored of it and just like, ugh, the chore. Yeah. Like, that's, that's. And that comes with like doing anything a lot, you know, like if you go on tour with a band for example which I have done as a photographer you know they're playing the same song every single night over and over and over you know to everyone else it seems super exciting and it's not that you know people aren't having a good time playing those songs but like that magical feeling of creation when something like first turns out great you know whether that's a photo or a song or whatever I feel like it's tough to hang on to that if you're if you're doing a lot of the same thing you know and I think with minis and stuff like that we just it's hard to avoid but I I do like to look at other photographers that are not in the industry so just people that don't do family stuff you know that helps for me personally Mm -hmm. yep one final thing about this episode about the you know wild kids is that I think it's important, and I've always had this, but I think it's important for any lifestyle shoot to have a clause in your contract that says, I'm going to do my best, but if there isn't cooperation, I'm not liable for something not turning out or whatever. And that's, I think, even more important with a wedding. But, you know, sometimes it's like people want, <laughs> this is a, like this is hilarious, but sometimes people want like, you know, I love those like sunset sunburst photos. I don't know why my client talks like that. And I, you know, so can we get some of those, like, with the sun in the back? And then it'll be, like, a cloudy day, and I'll be like, you know, I'm sorry, but, like, I can't get a shot of something that isn't happening. So. <laughs> Excuse me real quick while I park the yeah. clouds. Yeah. So it's the same goes for, like, we wanted just a family photo. And I'm like, well, your child was in the woods, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I can't. You know, and as quick as I am, you know, we've worked together. I'm really, really fast. I'm fast. Like, I'll shoot, like, crazy fast. And even that sometimes isn't fast enough, you know? Do you have that clause, though? No, yeah, totally. Yeah, I do. It's called the cooperation. <laughs> Charlie, come back here. Uh, Charlie. Cooperation. Charlie, get down from the... I don't... Just never mind. Yeah. This is... This is... <laughs> the wheels are falling off of this one. Yes, cooperation clause. And it's... For exactly those situations of like your child wasn't cooperating, so I couldn't get the photo. <laughs> but you know that doesn't mean you can't get good photos. I have had sessions completely fall apart with tantrums and stuff, and I always still get photos. But you can't walk a client cannot walk into a session with we have to get this one specific photo in mind, or I want to recreate this photo from our last session. That happens yeah, to yeah, a lot. the recreating that was a great photo, but that was. That was just an organic, right, right, right. Photo, and you have other organic, beautiful photos from this session. And that's another way you can prep clients. I think too. Yeah. I like to tell people like, hey, if there's a meltdown or if something, you know, happens, some of those crocodile tear 
you know, red nose pictures are some people's favorites from past sessions. So like, I'm just going to be there to capture it. And you'll probably, you know, love looking back on this hilarious moment of your kid, like with one shoe on one shoe off, like crying crocodile tears, you know? Yep. Yep. I just had a session recently, they had four kiddos, three, three active boys, and then a baby girl. And I said at the beginning, because I, you know, I could feel the energy of the kids. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to be fun, because they're just they're ready to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said to the parents, just embrace the chaos. Honestly, that's the best mm. thing you can do. The worst thing you can do is get irritated and frustrated. If And they were all for it. They're like, oh, we, that's the only way we survive. And I'm like, good. Then we're on the same page. But in understanding too, like your expectations of your kids, if your child is three and four and you want them to do this and that and this and that, five, after five minutes of you being like, now do this. Now look at this. Now kiss me. Now hug me. Now, now look over here. They're done. You've, you've, you've ruined it. <laughs> they are going to be so frustrated. Just let them, just let them be. I mean, grownups don't even like to do that. Like engagement no. couples will be like, okay, I guess. Yeah. I guess we'll kiss again. Uh. Yeah. Developmentally, a child just cannot do that. Like that's your expectations are not in line. Yeah, I think somewhere making sure that it's clear, whether it's on your website or in some emails, that like a huge part of your approach and style is is going to be that way, if that's your thing. If you are listening to this and you are a posy portrait, you know, maybe you have a studio and you really go for those really beautiful, like posed classic, I guess, por- portraits, like, you know, make sure that there's a conversation around that and that you'll maybe wait if a kid has a meltdown, you know, that you've built in an extra bunch of times so that you can get that shot that they are expecting. So I think it's expectations more than anything. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Expectations, preparation and redirection. That's the big one. Yes. And bribery. And bribery. The camera is so intriguing to kids and I will use that as a, as a bribing tactic but I try to save it towards the end or like as my last resort. But I'll say, do you want to push the button? Ah. You can push the button. First, go stand over there. And if you if you look at me, then you can come help take some pictures. Like getting them involved and making them a helper. They love that. That's so smart. They just want to be. That's kind of similar to what I was saying, like where I, I'll show them a picture of themselves on the back of the camera. And they're like, whoa. Cool. Well, thank you for your input on this. Hopefully this was helpful for anyone listening and uh we'll catch you back here soon audrey just did like a sideways peace sign i can't hear that she's like (laughs) no one heard it no one saw it bye bye till next time (laughs) can i do the exit intro no what do you call that the outro i could say the Mm -hmm. outro you want to do it so long, farewell, la vida se goodbye, goodbye. That's from The Sound of Music, totally. isn't it? Totally. <laughs> 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 and on that note.